Welcome to another Mother Runner Radio. This is Sarah in Portland. And this is Dimity out here in Denver with nothing catching to say about why I'm in Denver today. <laughs> Although I'm wearing some really cute silver sandals right now. Oh, very good. That's you know what you know. What my new theory is it's a rest day for me today, and um, you know what my new theory is. No, I don't. That I want to dress nicely on rest days. Just what? make myself, you know, because often exercise in the morning like gives me a boost, mm-hmm. you know, and then I'm kind of like whatever. And often I don't have time to change my sweaty clothes or I don't shower or whatever. Huh. But on rest days, I'm like, oh, I have a little tie. I think I'm going to pick something nice out of my closet. Nice in 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 quotation marks. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Don't manufacture either at Old Navy or the Gap, but um, or Banana Republic if I'm really fancy. But um, but yeah. So anyway, so I was just looking at my nice silver sandals with my pink toes and thought thought everyone want, would want to know about that. Oh, that's very nice. Well, I'm wearing a very nice pair of Lucky Jeans that got handed down to me by my uh, wonderful co-author and the business partner. Right? What's that? From your sister from another mother runner, Yes, from right? my sister from another 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 mother runner. <laughs> slow it say, down. It is slow so, down. It's, so um, gratifying when I um, – gratifying might be a bit strong, but, you know, I have jeans that are just – everyone's like, oh, those are long enough. I'm like, no. You know what? If I weren't 6'4", you wouldn't say they were long enough, you know? Like, <laughs> they're floods. They look like floods. And so I'm like, who am I going to give these to? And I'm always like, oh, Sarah. Because, like, you'll appreciate a good pair of jeans. If I just throw them in the Goodwill pile, like, I just feel like oh. there isn't that kind of, you know, athletic, tall, build woman that's going to come oh. across them. Instead, they're just you know, for a Halloween costume or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, and I got to tell you, so, and I'm actually, cause you know, they are actually a little overly long on me. So it forces <laughs> me, I'm wearing nice shoes today too, that have a little bit of a heel on them. They're sandals, but they have a little heel. And, uh, you know, since they're boot cut pants and I looked down today and I thought, I look so dapper today. <laughs> and all the kids <laughs> notice it. Like I, I ran it, I got dressed before the kids left for school and I like ran into each kid separately and all of them had something nice to me to say Daphne, it actually took her breath away a little bit when she saw me, how beautiful I looked. And she said, an in walked lovely. That's what she said. That's what she said, an in walked lovely? Yes. Oh, that's so cute. That is so cute. Wow. So how are we going to segue this into um, our podcast guest today, who I'm super excited about? We'll just make it a total non sequitur. Yes, exactly. Um, yes. Uh, so and we, what we've got is, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, well, so we have today, we are talking to Laura Mount, who is a mother of boy-girl twins, um, and she ran um, with a team 21 days across the country. They ran 3,458 miles broken up into segments that she will hopefully explain to us. And, um, yeah, and it was all to raise money for the Ullman Cancer Fund and Team Fight, which she oftentimes raises money for. So um, welcome, Laura. Thank you. Thanks. And for for starters, where you you live out east, right? Yeah, I live in Bethel, Connecticut. Oh, I thought you lived in Connecticut because I saw that some of your races were in Connecticut. So I I grew up in right. I grew up in Stamford. So okay. Um. So and also the thing that I realized today, I'd like to you know do a little fist pump with you. Uh, Twin powers activate. I I didn't realize that you I had, know. Yeah, <laughs> that we both have boy girl twins, and and yours turns six next month, right? Yes. Wow. Very good. Yes, they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because mine are uh, eleven months older than yours are, so that's it made an impression on me. Um, yeah, are those your yeah. are those your only kids, Laura? Not only meaning I realize that twins are a handful, but do you have two kids or do you have more than that? 
No, just the two. The two is plenty. My, uh, I lobbied for another for a little while, and thank God my husband was smart enough to say, uh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Veto power. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, so, okay, so, so tell, us about your, tell us about your run. Well, so, yeah, well, start, um, start at the beginning. I want to know, like, why, why did you get into it? Well, uh, the Ref3 staff had put some uh, mysterious photo out on Facebook that they were doing this thing, and if anybody could guess. And you know, I'm on their uh, age group team, and I've worked with them at their uh, quasi-race. And so I was really, really curious about what they were doing. And finally, I got uh, the intel that they were going to uh, partner with the Almond Cancer Fund to run across America. And I immediately was like, oh, I want in on that. I want in on that. And I had agreed to do... Um, you know, one week and kind of like my husband gave me the kind of sideways glance, like you're insane. And then I was like, I really want to do the whole thing. Like at the end, you don't want to be like, yeah, so this group of people ran across America and you know, I did a week. I wanted to be able to say I did the whole thing. So, um, he thinks I I'm insane. From Illinois to uh, South Dakota. That was good enough, right? Right, right. And so, um, yeah, my husband was like, okay, I think you're nuts, but we, if you can make it work, you know, with the kids and stuff, but um, Rev3 decided to do it because they've been um, a charity partner with Almond for a number of years, but they really wanted to push it this year and put it out there that, you know, they're dedicated to bringing that to the forefront, you know, that relationship to the forefront of their business. And this was their you know, big kickoff. So we um, raised funds for the Almond Cancer Fund um, in hopes of reaching a $100,000 goal, which we fell ridiculously short of but um that's okay we learned a lot of things and touched a lot of lives and um now they're looking at possibly making a program out of it so hopefully you know over the long run we went out there and you know made the mistakes and, and whatnot so now they can uh, work through it to, to to dial it in a little bit better for the next crew and remind us what rev3 is rev3 is the triathlon company so they do um, races all across the country. We're getting ready, actually, um, not this weekend, but next weekend is our race here at Kwasi. Um, we're going to have about uh, 2,000 athletes out there doing a half and Olympic distance race. But there's also, uh, they just did Knoxville in May. So they came off the run across America and two weeks later did uh, the Knoxville race and now getting ready for the Kwasi race. And then after that, uh, we go to Portland and Wisconsin and Maine and Cedar Point. And this year we're also going to be doing the half full race with um, Almond in Maryland. And there's a race in South Carolina. And then we close up at the end of October in Florida. But no, do you, you don't, do you work you don't do all of those, do you? I do not do all of those. I'm working with them and I'm on their age group. Well, I was on their age group team and now I'm working with them a little bit more. So um won't be racing as many Rev3 races. I've raced only one and worked uh, a couple now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so let's back up. So the the race, the run across America was in January. Is that right? No, it was uh, the middle of March to mm-hmm. the middle of April. So mm-hmm. we were out there for a month. Okay, so, or, so well, for, we were out there for three weeks, not a month. It felt like a month. So describe <laughs> the details. I mean, you didn't just set out and and pull your Forrest Gump on and go for it, right? Sure, we did. No, um, we we all met in Oceanside. Uh, I think initially there were maybe twelve or thirteen of us. Um, there were six in the core group that went coast to coast. And then we had other people that would come out for, you know, however long they wanted to be there, whether that was a shift or a couple of days or some, a couple of people did, um, one week time. Uh, we had two RVs, which ended up kind of working out to be the girls RV and the boys RV. <laughs> and, um, 
you don't want to brush went, your teeth with the boys, right? Right. Well, there were a lot of things you didn't want to do with the boys, but um, <laughs> I'm sensing so I'm sensing some gas there, and I'm not talking about the type you put in your tank. It's possible. Um, and then uh, we had the two vans. So we started out. We said, okay, we're going to break into two teams. So I think we were broken up as uh, five and seven to start. We started at midnight in Oceanside, and the half of the group, the seven, the number seven group, or the one with seven people, started at midnight from Oceanside and ran up and to the top of the ridge, essentially. Um, so they did an eight-hour shift for 50 miles. So they had one van, and they'd drop a runner, and the runner, I don't know what how they broke oh. it up because I wasn't with that team, but they'd run, ride behind the runner because it was the middle of the night, and I didn't just dump somebody out in the middle of the night. <laughs> and then that runner would get back in the van, and the next runner would get out. Um, so then they met us, my group, and we took the 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. shift. So we took that eight-hour time span to run 50 miles, and we broke it up at two-mile increments. So oh, wow. each person would run two miles. And then we did it again at the next eight-hour shift. So in a 24-hour period, you would either run uh, 100 miles as a group mm-hmm. or you'd run 50 miles as a group. And um, through the first week, we discovered that we were sleeping very well because your circadian rhythm was all off. And um, we were exhausted. Every time we got home from the midnight to 8 a.m. shift, at least one of the girls in that group would be crying. Oh, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were just, like, exhausted, you know. Um, you know, eating was off, sleeping was off. And so then a couple people went home at the end of that, a couple, and by a couple, I mean like four went home at the end of that week. And we're all sitting there looking at each other. We're like, we didn't have enough people to send out to cover that 50 mile shift. We're all exhausted. So we said, Hey, let's do this. Let's all go out together. You know, everybody that's left here, we'll take the two vans and uh, we'll crank out 75 miles, just get half the day out of the way. And then we'll make a decision about the, the next time. Like, cause we had a couple people coming in. And so we did that. We all piled in the van and uh, in one van and we decided we were going to go ahead and just drop someone, drive a mile, drop someone else, drive a mile. And so we dropped everybody all at once. So we were each only running a mile, but covering like seven miles. And then the other van would come behind and pick people up. And so the big joke became that we would drop a water bottle. So when you dropped the first runner, the van would drive a mile and drop a water bottle and a runner. And mm-hmm. so you'd leave that water bottle there so that when that first runner got there, they'd know that they'd hit the mile mark. Oh my we gosh. Didn't have, ah. So scientific. When you're running that much, you don't want to know how slow you're going. We weren't wearing Garmin's. We were just running. We were just <laughs> yeah. surviving, you know? Um, so and I take and it, were, I take it it was a special water bottle. Like you didn't just like pull up to, like, Oh look, there's a polar Springs bottle. I think I'll stop here and stand. Well, we, had, we had cases of water. So it was just a water bottle that, we were drinking out of and you just drop it <laughs> and then pick it up. You know, when you got there, you'd pick it up and then drink it or bring it back in the van. Um, we, we did not litter our way across America. But so it wasn't like a specially marked one. I mean, did anybody ever just stop it? Like, well, no, but they probably all knew that they had the polar Springs or whatever they had. I mean, they yeah, knew the, yeah. and, the brand of we, water they had. We were in the middle of nowhere. So there was garbage on the side of the road, but not a full bottle of water very often sitting. And it would sit up. It would stay sitting up. So we would recognize it. It wasn't a problem. Okay. I mean, if you forgot to drop a bottle, sometimes you might run a little extra because you're like, maybe that was a mile. You got to the point where you knew. Oh, right. I can run a mile in however many songs. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> your iPod. So you'd kind of get the idea when a mile was probably coming up. And then, you know, as the, towards the end, you got to kind of know what a mile felt like. Um, so we did that and we got back 
And um, so Charlie is the is the Rev3 guy, and his mom and dad uh, were out with us driving the RV. They did our laundry. They cooked for us. Oh, my God, we could not have survived without them. Mm -hmm. But we got back that shift, and we were all laughing and carrying on and having a good time, and they were both like, wow, that worked, huh? Because you guys aren't all <laughs> dying and just wanting to eat and go to bed. Like, we were so <laughs> That, that so then at that point we were like you know what that works pretty well because then we can come home it's around lunchtime because we start at like 7 a.m. run into lunch eat lunch take a three hour nap and then go and do it all over again so our rhythm was good like you were eating meals three times a day snacking in the van and able to I don't know sleep like a normal person so it helped a lot it helped immensely. So now just from a practical standpoint like so you like didn't you just feel then you were continually sweaty like you were just i don't know maybe i'm thinking too nitty-gritty but like you know you're out and run a mile so you get this little sweat on then you get back in the van and hang for like how long until yeah. you go running yeah, we again were, we, were, we were pretty nasty because <laughs> then do you think do you, okay so we ran the first shift mm -hmm. but do you think we came home and took a shower you're insane like no, sometimes no, you of course change our clothes <laughs> you know like compression socks on stuff food and face take a nap <laughs> get up do it all again and then we didn't have um it's interesting we didn't have laundry like one of the rvs had a washer but for whatever reason the wash function didn't work oh my gosh so <laughs> that's <helpful>. yeah <laughs> so it's a storage every unit then, yeah we were nasty every now and then we'd find a place that had a laundromat and out of the goodness of her heart debbie uh charlie's mom would and a couple other people would go and do our laundry i mean these guys we had Charlie seniors, Charlie's dad, uh, Debbie is his mom. And then this guy, Chris, that was supposed to run, but he was injured, ended up, you know, dealing with the RVs while we were out running, doing our laundry. Occasionally they would cook big pasta dinners for us when we got home and we were in the middle of nowhere and had nowhere else to eat. They emptied the RVs for us and filled them with water. I mean, they were amazing. Uh, amazing. We couldn't have done it without them. I gotta say, I, I, did, I was a crew member uh, of race across America, which is a a podcast for an entirely different time, but I swear to God, it's easier to be an athlete than it is to be the crew. I mean, because you don't get to have your little sweat outlet and you don't really get to feel progress or any kind of, you know, like sense of satisfaction. You're just supporting, <laughs> which is great. I mean, you got to do it, but I mean, yes, you were right to give them a lot of props, Laura, because they, yeah. they definitely got you guys across the country. Well, you know, and they um, kept our energy up, so that was good. Yeah. Well, so tell us, like, what are some high points of, like, what you saw or, like, what were some of the coolest places you ran? Uh, well, California was beautiful. And then, um, you know, I had never been to New Mexico or Arizona. So the red rocks out there and running, I got to tell you, running in the desert was actually really nice because, you know, we got to see that stark comparison as soon as we got to more of the Midwestern area. You know, it was dry in the middle of the night. There was no sounds. There were no bugs. Mm. You know, there were animals, yeah. obviously. Um, but it was it was beautiful. You know, um, the hardest part was when we got, you know, part of New Mexico, we got into the elevation. We were like 7,000 feet. And uh, I remember the midnight shift, you know, we we're still broken up into shifts, got in and they were like, enjoy that elevation. Like they had just climbed like 10% grades at midnight into elevation. And we were all like, what are you talking about? And then you go out for your first like mile mm -hmm. and you want to die. It's like the first <laughs> time you ever ran in your entire life because you cannot breathe. So that was, that was my longest night. That was, um, uh, what, I don't know what shift that would have been. It would have been the midnight. It, actually, Anyway, it was a long, long night because you're slow, <laughs> you're frustrated, and you're tired. Um, 
And then, you know, coming into the change when you went from the desert into like Missouri, it really started to get green and lush. And you could tell that, you know, spring had hit while we were, you know, messing around in the desert. Uh Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think probably New Mexico and Arizona were my favorites. And it was like there was nothing out there. So you were able to just run. We didn't have to worry too much about traffic and all that, you know, as closer to the East Coast, it was, you know. 18 wheelers and a lot more trucks and cars and people not necessarily excited to see us out there driving real slow. <laughs> how big did how, you, um, did you see, Oh, sorry. I have a question before I forget Sarah and then you can go. Okay. Um, did you see any good roadkill? Uh, yeah, the only, I was really mad. I didn't get to see any uh, roadkill. Yes. Uh, I didn't get to see any elk and I was really mad. And then finally I got to see one dead elk. Um, <laughs> then oh, no. foxes. Not, nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy. But you said a few foxes. Yeah, I saw some fox, some some roadkill foxes. There were like these little foxes out in the desert. Aww. Oh shoot! Yeah, they're cute. Where, where, did you, where did the run end? Where did you end from Oceanside? Oh, California? we ended at uh, we ended at Georgetown University at the Lombardi Cancer Center oh. down in DC. That was great. We had to run across the Key Bridge, you know, and through town and uh, oh, weave awesome. around. Yeah, it was really nice. They did a uh, Almond put together a really nice finish for us. All their uh, a lot of their staff came out and some patients and. It was a nice, warm welcome home. Oh, nice. So, and and my question was, what type of roads did you run on? I mean, uh, we did a lot of old farm roads, um, mostly, you know, in New Mexico and Arizona. And then as long as it wasn't a route XYZ, we could run on it. Like, we ran on a lot of highways, actually. Um, but as long as they weren't, like, you know, Highway 84. Though so I did run on 81 once on accident. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Well, like, because we ran on highways, and I'm driving, and, like, we were, I don't remember what happened. There was something, and I went ahead, and so I had to drive the van and drop one girl and then get out and run to finish up our leg. And so it said 11 slash 81, so I took a left, I dropped her, I got out, and, like, we ran on some pretty major highways. And I'm like, this seems not <laughs> right. <laughs> a little too urban for so our I had my mission. phone with me, and someone called, and I was like, yeah, I think I might be on 81. <laughs> guys can come pick us up because i was getting like people all of a sudden were like honking at me when before they you know honking like hey you shouldn't be out here honking not like hey go fight cancer or hey get off the road like, not right <laughs> so that yeah that's all me awesome oh my goodness. And so what what were some of your favorite foods like what what did you like that you were like oh i'm not sick sick of this or were you sick of everything by the end my favorite food is that what you said mm-hmm. yeah your favorite foods i mean what i mean again like like, I mean, on the race across America, or even like a hood to coast, like a 36 hour race or something like that. Like, you're like, oh, yes, Twizzlers. I haven't had Twizzlers in forever. And then by the end, oh. you're like, oh, my God, if you somebody know, shows me another Twizzler, I'm going to punch them in the face. You know, did that my, happen to you at all? Yeah, my another Twizzler thing would have been Power Bar Energy Bites, which I was gobbling at the beginning. And by the end, I was like, oh, God, I can't eat another one because we have a Power Bar sponsorship. So we had all kinds of Power Bar stuff. But um, ironically, in my real life, I don't eat a lot of bread. But um, I uh, got hooked on Ezekiel cinnamon raisin Ezekiel bread with peanut butter every single day. I had to have one of those. And I kid you not, still, (laughs) I'm trying to break the habit. I cannot stop eating peanut butter jelly sandwiches. Um, But I didn't have any, like, it was funny. Like, people would see Sonic. That was a big one. Uh, When we started getting into the eastern side, everybody Mm -hmm. was all jacked about Sonic. I don't really eat. I don't. 
you know, I eat really simply and I didn't have any like, oh, I really want this like chocolate, but I could get my hands on that, which I did and would often have it for breakfast. Um, <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I just made my peanut butter and jelly sandwich for the run while we're out there. And there's some chocolate sitting there. I think I'm going to slap some peanut butter on that and have it as my oatmeal chaser. You know? <laughs> I, ate the, I ate the same thing every day because it was just easy. And then, you know, like once a week we'd go out and I'd have like a hamburger or whatever or something, you know that I couldn't get an RV. <laughs> I'm just, I just want to say for the record, there are worse habits to have than a piece of like whole sprouted wheat grain right. bread and peanut butter, right? <laughs> so if that's your biggest problem, Laura, I'm not worried about your sister. Yeah, it's definitely not my biggest problem, but yeah, it's, I don't need to eat So, so if we can uh, back up a little bit, you mentioned about your husband saying, okay, yeah, you can do it as long as you get coverage for the kids. So, I mean, like what did, what, you know, how did the home front get managed while you were gone? Well, I am lucky to be an only child and have really awesome parents. So mm-hmm. I uh, called my parents and told them about the opportunity. You know, this is an opportunity to do this. It's like a once in a lifetime thing. I mean, sure, I could figure out how to run across the country, you know, and organize it all myself. But there's the structure was there and, you know, the group was there. And I really, you know, I really love the Rev3 family. And it was just an exciting opportunity. And my dad, you know, has kind of lived vicariously through my endurance endeavors. And so, of course, he was like, oh, sure, yeah, we can do that. And my mom was like, oh, okay, you want me to do what? <laughs> but she came up She came up for three weeks and, you know, watched my kids. And my husband had to pick up slack and, you know, wow. cook dinner and do laundry. And my mom, you know, my mom helped a lot. And then my dad actually came up as well. And then they dro- all drove down to the finish in D.C. Oh, awesome, awesome. And I you know, said also that crazy. the you said that the idea immediately appealed to you. I got to say that I think some people might like find that a little quizzical so what was it about the was it the experience was it uh raising funds for cancer research i mean what was it you know it was a combination of i used to do this i got into the endurance sports marathons triathlons through team and training Mm -hmm. and had fundraised for a number like 10 years um and then i kind of quit doing that and still did the endurance stuff and i was on team rev three and i you know i like to race and i like to train but it's almost it's always so much better when you have a bigger cause. Um, so the fundraising portion was big. Um, you know, who doesn't, who doesn't like to take three weeks off their real life. Right. Mm-hmm. So the, there was that, um, you know, the idea of having to, to dumb things down so far to live in an RV and, you know, deal with what comes along with that and being able to shed some of the, the stressors of life and, uh, the challenge of, you know, can I really do this? Can I run, can I run that? I mean, we had to run, at the, at the at the least we ran like i think nine miles in a day and at the most we ran 22 miles in a day and we mm-hmm. did it every single day for 21 days that's a lot to ask of your body so there's the element of challenge like can i do this like that's a big challenge so you know it was it was a lot of things so and what did well, one th- what did, ahead, sorry Dimity, sorry what what did hurt the most you know like at the end of the day was it your feet was it your quads was you know you know, I got to tell you, I, we had a few people that were injured. For me personally, it was my low, my lower legs would get sore, um, mm-hmm. but I'd wear compression socks. We all slept with, like, our feet up on our bags. <laughs> you put your feet up when you sleep. Um, I was really, really, really lucky. The worst thing I got was a big, huge blister on my pinky toe. Mm. Um, the first day we went out, my group was in charge of the downhill side of coming out of California. Mm-hmm. And it was the first day, and you're, like, so excited. You're, like, running really fast, <laughs> tearing down this hill. And we woke up the next day, you know, day two, and my quads were 
on fire and I was like oh my god you know I expected to have some pain throughout this trip but it's day two and I can't sit down without holding on to the edge of the chair like this is a problem um, but you know it, it was I think the thing that I learned the most about my body is that you know obviously you have to temper your effort but you can keep going and your body does adjust I was amazed you would watch you know you guys you run and stuff you watch your in a training block you know you have big volume time, you have like tempo time, you have speed work time, and you watch your body make those leaps Mm -hmm. in physical ability and, you know, and you taper in there. So you, you know, take a week off in there, cut back a week in there. And obviously we didn't do that, but you could watch your body make a jump. Like you would be doing big miles and feel like, oh my God, my legs are never going to adjust to this. You know, you'd go home, you'd have a really good meal, you'd get a good night's rest, put your feet up. And the next day, you'd get out there and you'd feel a bit of a kick, you know, cause before you were slowing down it was amazing to, to just watch that. Or we might have a day where uh, we had a couple ultra runners come in and we would be able to skip a shift. Mm. So that was essentially our mini little break, you know, it was mm-hmm. like, and it was like one four hour shift. But then when you'd get out there the next day, you'd actually feel like, you know, you had a kick, like you, you weren't just slogging along, like you were in the last mile of a marathon anymore. Like you actually were running, you know? So it was amazing to watch your body acclimate and adjust. That's cool. Hey, I have a question. I saw a picture on your website. Did you get, um, did you get a speeding ticket or some policeman pull you over or something? Yeah. I I have a lead anyway, but so we, the last, when we were dropping, um, when we were using two vans, we would, um, we had a lot of trust in the people of the world because the, we would, as the driver of the drop van, the person who was dropping the runners out to run, you would drop the last runner, drive up a mile mm-hmm. and leave uh-huh. the van. You would, you would run from the van and just leave the van sitting there with the keys in the ignition. <laughs> and so that last person you dropped would run up and get the van. Well, I was the last person to run up and get the van. And I knew the guy ahead of me was really fast. Uh-huh. And we were in this tiny little town in the middle of nowhere. So I'm like hopping the car and trying to get to him before he runs like three or four miles to my one mile. <laughs> and I, yeah, I got pulled over <laughs> and she's like, and as soon as I, like there was no, I did look for a sign. I didn't see one. I knew I was probably going a little fast. And I, as soon as I looked up and saw the sign, I saw the lights in my rear view. And apparently the, the speed limit, we were, I was kind of on my way out of the tiny little town. So the speed limit had actually gone up 10 miles per hour uh-huh. versus when I first started and missed the first sign or perhaps just pulled it. So she was, I was like, great. And I'm, and, and in the meantime, like we had the seatbelt, we didn't wear the seatbelt because we're, and don't tell anybody, right? Um, cause you're driving oh, a mile. Geez. And it's all tucked up behind the back of the chair. So I'm trying to get it, like oh, I'm driving, get it out from behind the chair so I can at least have my seatbelt on when she gets up there. Yeah, maybe you should edit that part out. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think trying that's to, kind to of drive like color. a drunk person, right? So anyway, she comes up and she takes my stuff. I tell her what we're doing. You know, we've got stickers all over the van. Like it's obvious that I'm not just like driving a van. And so I tell her what we're doing and I explain to her and she goes, Hi. He is not going anywhere. And I was like, you're right. She's like, you're driving. He's running. I was like, okay, fine. So he takes my stuff. Meanwhile, like right as she's walking back to her car, the other van pulls up in front of me and is just laughing, <laughs> dying laughing, taking the picture with the like, cop car behind me. And she ended up um, not giving me a ticket, but she did tell me that the ticket would have been $550 because of how fast I was going. Gosh, there's like half your fundraising right there. I know. Oh my god! I was like, oh, I'll consider that your donation. Thank you. <laughs> and wow. then the same day, another guy got pulled over um, for rolling through a stop sign. Oh boy! Same day. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh boy! 
Um, so, so you were talking about the the gains that you could feel your body make as you were on the run, but I also noticed that you um, just set a PR in your that half marathon that you just did by more than four minutes. Um, props by more than four minutes on a much much hillier course. Yeah. So yeah. So that was huge. So. Um, I mean, it seems like that the run made you stronger. I mean, what's what's next on your athletic calendar? It seems like it would be a little hard to top running across America. Uh, funny you should ask, because this Sunday I'm uh, running a 50-miler with one of the guys wow. that uh, did the run across America. We were sitting there, you know, at, over a glass of wine in the last three days talking about how amazing our bodies are because we've done this thing. And, I, you know, I punted out there that I really want to do – I want to do an ultra, you know, and I might as well do it while I've got all this space, right? Even though I didn't train for an ultra, I ran one mile at a time. And he's like, yeah, me too. I'm like, all right, well, let's do it. And so we signed up, and now we're like, oh, my God, we've got to run 50 miles on um, Sunday? <laughs> Awesome. Oh my gosh. So, so, so like you decided this on like last Sunday or Monday? No, we decided this on the last week of the run, which was, you know. Oh, oh the last week of the run. Okay. I thought you meant a couple days ago. Okay. Wow. So, oh we, goodness. So you, <laughs> so you have done a couple miles strung together at least since then, right? <laughs> yes, I have. I have run quite a bit <laughs> since then. So crossing my fingers, hoping not to die. And that's pretty much it. I just need to finish. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, good luck. That's, that's so exciting. And, uh, I mean, thanks for letting us live vicariously through you. I love, I just, I love stories like that. I've always intrigued by, by um, people who really go above and beyond. Right. Uh, If anybody has a thing out there that, you know, they think is maybe too much, but they'd really want to do it. They don't know if they could do it. I highly recommend doing it. I mean, it was, I think I could speak for everyone in the group to say that it was easily a life-changing experience. I mean, from, you know, not just the the physical of it. I mean, the mental of it is hard too. And you learn that you're way stronger than you ever, ever thought you were. Nice. Nice. And that's what an awesome note to end on. So thanks so much, Laura, for being our guest. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled. Great. Take care. All right. Thanks, Laura. Take care. Thank you. So next time you want to take four off, four minutes off your half marathon PR, all you have to do is run 3,500 miles across the country and it'll be a piece of cake, right? In one mile segment. <laughs> oh my gosh. Exactly. All no, right. She's really cool. I love, I love talking to people like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was very cool. So good. We'll look for us on Facebook at run like a mother, the book on our website, anothermotherrunner.com, on Twitter at SBS on the run and at Dimity on the run. And we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.